everybody, and welcome again to another edition of the Late Late Capitalism Show with me, Jesse. And this time to my right, we have... Your boy Chance, it's me. To my right is... It's Dean Hayden, folks. Hello. <laughs> Just <laughs> dropping his last name. Ballsy moves. Yeah, this guy's I chasing know. clout constantly. He, he's right. doxing all of us in the process, though. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm Megan. I think next time we should go to the left first. Just hot take. Why? Uh, folks, we always love moving to the left, don't we? That's right. Yeah, like that song. Oh, uh, Beyonce. That's right. Yeah, I do oh, like yeah. Beyonce. That song actually <laughs> is a banger. That is one of her better solo pieces. In my yeah. Opinion. No, uh, a leftist idol, Beyonce. She, <laughs> she's doing um, Black is King for Disney Plus, uh, and I was reading that Disney Plus isn't actually in Africa. So, great. <laughs> That's so <laughs> Apparently, they just they just expanded to like thirteen African countries or something like that so far. So and the rest what? are on the wait list. That's the first thing we have in common with Disney is we aren't available yeah. in Africa <laughs> yeah. in we any actually, large quantity. We actually, we've been blacklisted out of uh, like pretty much all of Africa, have we not? And that's because this show oftentimes features heavy swearing as well as racy topics mm. and my that's voice right. cracking because I've been working. I'm essential. I would like to start <laughs> off by saying that before we begin... Uh, I would like each of you to thank me personally for being an essential worker. Yeah, no, yeah, I've, I've decided to actually, in sort of honoring you and all that you do, uh, sort of ritually wash your feet. Yes, and come tribute. Yeah, I was yes. going to say, I was going to offer like a left nut touch, but like that <laughs> okay. sounds crazier. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a normal thing to do when you're in a position of privilege over someone mm -hmm. uh, is if you wash their feet. Or like perform so some sort of like slavish duty towards them. Yeah. Uh, you sort of renege and take back all of your privilege. Yeah. And yeah. then you're allowed to uh, say whatever you want to them. Welcome to the white guilt show, everybody. <laughs> That's right. I mean, there are white guilt aspects here. I would like to offer by saying I would love to wash the feet of any of our followers as long as they are female. Look, it's nothing personal. <laughs> Thereby shedding his male privilege. They're the only yeah, people yeah, I he, respect. Yeah. He's, okay. He's actually lifting so them that's, up. So that's simp <laughs> shit. That is. And I've been over this. My friend was like joking about it. Like, oh, you're such a simp. I was like, is this fucking funny to you? <laughs> <laughs> do you think what I do every single day is a fucking joke? Yeah, that's when when you were telling us you're an essential worker. It's actually because of your simping position. Yeah, yeah. I actually am a supervisor at the simp factory. <laughs> you don't think it exists, but look, who do you think is commenting on every single like Instagram post a woman makes? I'm the guy who runs all like the brand accounts, saying we'd love we'd love your style, we'd love to have you on our brand. <laughs> and it's not actually like a marketing opportunity. It's just me like looking for another way to you know hope that she sees this. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I like you will, it'll be like 3 p.m. and you will comment on a woman's, you know, she's just taking a selfie. You will comment, go to bed. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> the middle of the day. <laughs> well, it's the middle of the day, but it's 9 p.m. Moscow time. That's true. Yeah, obviously I am implicated in a lot of Russiagate stuff, but... Look, those pictures of feet aren't going to farm themselves. And, and <laughs> exactly. in real life, I do appreciate Jesse going on and liking every comment I get from spam accounts saying, we love your style, like DM us for a free bikini or that something. That was hilarious. And then every time I look at it, it's got like one like from Jesse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm showing support. Yeah. The one yeah. guy, the one, game recognized game. The that's one right. guy commented and then his bio was like, I'm in Kingston for the next Solid. two weeks. Yeah, that and guy was wasn't like, even a bot brand. It was no, like an actual that man. That was a dude yeah. who yeah, scoped that, that you was out. Just a 
guy who kidnaps women. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. I, I'm not usually like attractive enough to actually get like real people commenting. It's all bots. So then when that one happened, I was genuinely shocked. So I literally like as a dude, I just get porn accounts trying to add me constantly. Okay, that shit's I've fun. Gotten a lot of those. Yeah, it's always it's always like Sasha seven eight nine two one seven eight wants to add you to a group chat, and it's like in a group chat, and it's just like, hey, want to see tit? I'm <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm like. You know what? Yeah, yeah, that's cool. I, I kind of do want to see it. My inbox is just full of ISIS recruiters, and I they just won't leave me alone. That's true. You're a scholarship. Those bro. are bots, yeah. though, Dean. Those are people genuinely yeah, those from are, the bottom of their heart. They showed us to Dean's you. high school to watch his uh, his recruitment tape. Yeah, <laughs> 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 they're very much grooming him for a position in ISIS. Yeah, that'd be cool. You yeah. wash feet so well. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, have you considered the caliphate? I think that could do great things for you. Yeah, yeah they actually, they've been recruiting me on Twitch. Uh, <laughs> Every time you watch one of their streams, it's like, if you want more information on the jihad, you know, just go to the website. Well, we're not going to make you sign up or no, commit to anything. Yeah. Just... All right, folks, me and Jesse are dum-dums, and we're about to learn today. Right, mm -hmm. Jesse? Yeah, I'm absolutely one of the stupidest people I know, <laughs> and that covers a lot of ground. I know very little about today's subject which yeah. is eco-fascism yay, yay. Ooh. Uh, so dean actually is a, a busy boy and so i did most of the research by myself so this will be very exciting <laughs> so all three of you will get to have reactions to my fun quotes that i pulled from the internet so i want to start by saying there's like two main things that I, I want to like say about eco-fascism. One of them is that there's like the actual eco-fascists. So like people who call themselves eco-fascists and like spew hate online and like are basically <laughs> Nazis, which we will get to. But there's also increasingly just eco-fascist rhetoric in normal political and environmental mm -hmm. discussions. So I'm going to talk about that at the end. And I'm also going to bring in COVID. So before like Here in our studio? <laughs> How'd you get Special guest. He's so like, busy right now. I noticed all the vials that she brought in, but I didn't think yeah. anything you of know it. What? I didn't think that we should have him on because, like, honestly, he's everywhere right now. <laughs> you know, Howard, I did fuck her. I did fuck her. Uh, so if I'm talking about something today and you're like, hey, that's kind of like what's happening with COVID, I'll get to it. So don't worry. If you don't mind, just a point of clarification, eco as in ecological ecological like environmental dolphin. yeah Alrighty. so <laughs> we're gonna fascism. dive right in dolphin master race <laughs> 14 <laughs> sea and soil wait wait no blood and water shit blood and seaweed blood and seaweed Alrighty, so what is ecofascism? basically it got popular on the internet and came to people's attention through this one article a couple of years ago by Sarah Manavis, which in all their other research I've done, they're still quoting this article. So it was eye opening for everybody. Mm -hmm. But basically, I'm just going to like read to you a list of their beliefs because like overall, it's the marrying of white supremacy and environmentalism at the same time. And mm -hmm. it's also this can come with the belief, but not all of them believe this, I think, but a great majority do that climate change is good actually because it will kill everyone that's like unworthy yeah, a great so cleansing. yeah it, it's pretty rough it's pretty gross so i'm just going to read some highlights of the um article by sarah manavis so um they believe the state has the right to use any means necessary to protect the environment um they regularly highlight how the third reich uh -oh. promoted conservation they see leftist ideologies as rooted in industrialism so they believe that like 
conservatism is you know homesteady and like close to the earth and everything okay, but sure. like leftists evolved out of the industrial revolution and so that's like all we can see they believe turning away from an industrial and urbanite society so it's kind of like the mountain man ideology mm-hmm. which we'll get to some other like influences in a bit they believe in going back to ancient geographical roots and they're extremely anti-multicultural I don't understand this. There's a ton of white Americans in this movement and they seem to have no response to that at all, that they are really, really for the marrying of like people with the place that their ancestors are from. So it's all about like what land belongs to you and like where you're designed to be or whatever. But they think that like white people are designed to be in North America and they just like don't address this at all. So <laughs> Wait a minute. Cool. <laughs> That's a bit of a gap. If, if yeah. we sent the majority of American Nazis t- back to Europe, like that would not end well. For who? Right? Well, for all parties involved, really. But I feel like, like the, we would the be... American Nazi in Europe is just not at home. That would be like such an odd couple situation. There's no cheesecake factory. Well, like, you what have, the f- they will starve. You have your prim and proper like European Nazis, and then you got like the fat, like slobbish, like Matthew uh, <laughs> Heimrich Nazis yeah, that are like yeah. 400 pounds. That would be yeah, actually... No, yeah. it's just they would not survive. Yeah, the neckbeards would actually meet like their Nordic gods in person and have no idea what the fuck to do. Yeah, they'd realize how like ugly these actual Nordic Nazis are in real life, and it would just shatter like <laughs> and the also image they of like themselves. shit on Sweden, Norway all the time for yeah. being socialist, but they're like they're so into Norse mythology. Yeah. So like yeah. they're, they're also really big vegans, yet they're like homesteader like romanticized. So like, okay, what do you think homesteaders do? They eat cows, but anyway, it's fine. But yeah, the Norse mythology thing is huge. It's about forefather worship. Um, they well, see- also I don't know. Do they talk about Ragnarok in a lot of Norse and like old English mythology? There was this idea of the world dying, the apocalyptic. Mm. Yeah, like yeah. the idea that the world was once a great magical place, and our forefathers again were these mythic heroes and great men, and now we we are of lesser stock. And every generation we get weaker and weaker and nature grows stronger and stronger and eventually we will be snuffed out. Yeah, I kind of like it. bro. Yeah, if you're and, Nazi, and the only way to combat that is to return to an even more conservative, even more radical, traditional lifestyle. I was going to say it like fits into my uber sub mentality you know what i mean <laughs> like every day i just i remind I'm myself by i'm nature. like i'm like oh fuck yeah yeah i, I am a weaker generation yeah. has mm. anyone ever asked the nazis been like bro if you got four fathers that is high sus <laughs> like that is the definition of sus there is no room for error there boy that's gay <laughs> um. like uh, they use Norse and Proto-Germanic runes in their Twitter bios, <laughs> oh um, especially the life rune, which apparently was used in Germany after World War II when the swastika was banned. Mm-hmm. They switched to using like the Nordic rune for life. I want to read, like, there's a Twitter bio of one of them that's very funny and also just very Twitter in general. So the picture is um, Belle from Beauty and the Beast <laughs> wearing yes. an army, like a green beret and like with a Hot. gun in... <laughs> camo it's called last woman of the west so the bio pioneer explorer infp believer in (laughs) radical fanaticism i worship old gods and practice old ways blood and soil and then a rose emoji but then a bunch of nature stuff so anyway cool well nazis were national socialists after all yeah so they're they're on our side as people tell me yeah (laughs) i just really like the infp in the middle yeah the infp yeah that really brings it all home i really like the idea of of a race realist bell (laughs) Uh, like she's like 
Look, she's, she's, she's skeptical like, about you know like the, the roving candles. Muslim, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but yeah. like also is friends with a talking candlestick, and that's not an she, issue. Yeah, like she's she's hanging out with Beast, and she's like teaching him how to be like a civil person. And she's like, you know, what? and it's really weird because like thirteen percent doesn't really add up to fifty percent. <laughs> like, well, statistically, in this castle. Like fifty percent of the beast-related crimes, or hundred percent of the beast-related crimes, are done by fifty percent. I'm just, I'm just making. You always hear, yeah, you always hear about, you always hear about beast on lady <laughs> crimes, but you never hear about lady on beast crimes. Yeah, she's got a beast on beast section of her uh, on her website. Beast on beast crime stats, <laughs> Belbart. <laughs> So um, the the author interviews an eco-fascist for this article, and he refuses to specify what country he's from. <laughs> but he says a big proponent is calling for our race, which like white people, obviously, to reclaim our homeland. But I have literally no idea what he means by this, other than like maybe he's Poland. European and he thinks they're being like overrun with immigrants or no, something. He's from Poland, <laughs> or he's somehow convincing himself that like America is white people's homeland question mark they he's actually an antarctic researcher yeah. and he's just tired of these have goddamn penguins he's, he's tired of a thing have you ever actually <laughs> heard those arguments though people people have argued that in the past that yeah, like north america is like actually where neanderthalic people first congregated oh, like prior to that native american sure. peoples okay yeah yeah uh, no i'm not saying it's a good thing it's actually all bullshit no, because yeah, you have yeah. the same like afrocentrist beliefs and they're like yeah the moors actually started in north america and if you look at old olmec statues they look just like black people and it's like it's all the same bullshit mm. it's everyone's just being like north america yeah we really like it here yeah. <laughs> north american hoteps this is definitely where we came from <laughs> So they believe in deporting anyone not ancestrally tied to a place. So a good quote from the article, like just I quote the author is pride for one's race, culture and bioregion is a crucial part of ecofascism. Dan says races with a culture of disrespect for the dignity of animals and nature are indeed viewed by most as inferior and vile. Who would be OK with such traits? Dan does not elaborate on which races he was referring to or how Western <laughs> European abattoirs. Um, and chicken factory farms oh, fitted abattoir. into this viewpoint. Ab abattoir is Abattoirs. a slaughterhouse. Oh, yeah. We obviously treat animals with such dignity and respect right now. It's going great. Um, they're extremely Malthusian. Their common meme is eco-fascist death squads that they just comment on any picture of people like congregating or on pictures of people they don't like. Um, okay. Yeah, they have like <laughs> a... Dis are Wait, are they calling people... Death no, they're, they're they're calling for eco-fascist okay. death squads to, kill, to kill people. They yeah. have a they have a Discord server. Now, do we want to talk about Malthus for a while, or yeah. should, or or is that jumping ahead? Do it, do it. Okay, yeah. Do it, so do it. Uh, Thomas Malthus was an English statistician in the 1800s, and his whole thing. I'm sure you're familiar with this idea. It's like seeped into every bit of culture is the idea of like the population curve oh, okay and yeah, that yeah. population is growing exponentially as we like produce more food and it will reach a point where we have more people than we can provide feed for than yeah. we can provide for i remember learning about um, this in high school and so we have to stop that population growth before it gets to a breaking point. Oh, yeah. Capitalism did that, though. <laughs> like, yeah. That's interesting. But, like, the, the difficulty is Malthus and his ideas were adopted by a lot of conservative mm -hmm. thinkers as mostly to stop people from giving to the poor. 
yeah. and to like it's natural uh, promote aus- austerity exactly yeah yeah like if if we keep giving these people things they're going to keep breeding yeah. and then there's going to be more of them we to won't deal hit with the malthusian number or exactly whatever it was. yeah, yeah. This, and like this has been wrong every single time but this yeah. idea is pervasive mm-hmm. not just within conservative circles but liberal ones too well, our yeah, culture yeah. it's yeah, yeah. Very doomers much. doomers are hardcore into like population control tactics yeah. and stuff like that and like the belief that it's like necessary Mm-hmm. Right. It's important to note that it only goes one direction. Yeah. It's always the poor mm-hmm. are taking too much. Yeah, yeah. We have to stop them. And it's never we <laughs> at the top have plentiful resources and we could very easily share them to mitigate any suffering that could happen. It's always downward and never upward. Yeah. Right. It's easier for us to imagine a future where three billion people are dead than a future where everyone has what they need. Which exactly. is incredibly grim, but that's what's been conditioned into us. And I'm also gonna go into later why eco fascists are wrong. Like I have sort of stats on that which I, I find very interesting. But yeah, it, it relates to like how Malthusians are wrong in general. But Yeah, um, they believe overpopulation is caused by immigration. I put a question mark beside this one because what? Anyway, like I don't understand how seeing people immigrating into, especially like uh, emigrating from like the global south to the global north, like birth rates go down when you you live in the global north. So like, okay, this one is a very good tweet by someone called Nordic Sir on Twitter. Um, And his his, like description is based world tree. Um, So a small but important reason why Americans have lost their roots is many places are named after Amerindians. In Europe, if you climb a mountain named after Odin, there's a connection to your ancestors. <laughs> not the same as a national park named after an Indian tribe. Oh, fuck What? Off. What? what? The fuck? What does I don't that even mean? know. Like, I don't know what it means. It, it doesn't make any sense. First of all. Oh, my okay. God. Let's, let's take this one apart a little bit. First of all, every single indigenous name used as a place name has been bastardized to shit. It literally means nothing anymore. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, it's this weird, like, a bunch of white people trying to make something seem cool and, like, as, a, like, a touristy way and has nothing to do with the original names of the place. They've all been completely wiped off the map. Like, original place names mean like nothing Chappaquiddick. anymore. Chappaquiddick. Sure, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. That, that. that That's where one of the Kennedys drowned a woman. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, like Benghazi, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where one of the Kennedys drowned several gamers. <laughs> Like that makes that makes absolutely zero sense. Like at all. Like what did they? Yeah, I. What did, they're very. This stupid. is this is Jefferson Hill. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that connects <laughs> me to my ancestry, yeah. dude. Yeah. I get such a fucking hard on for Thomas Goddamn Jefferson. <laughs> you have no idea. You climb a hill named after a man. Pause. First off. <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah, I was climbing Odin's Mound the other day. <laughs> <laughs> and the last two things from this article was that they regularly their Twitter is just them finding like examples of crimes committed by racial oh, minorities yeah. as proof oh, that yeah. leaving one's country of origin will lead to the racial downfall of white people. And oh. also they're extremely anti-Semitic. At least some of them believe the Holocaust is fake mm-hmm. and a lot of them share swastikas and everything like so on their Twitters. I will say that's where my experience begins with this. And actually, I would like to shout out one account in particular that is 100% like this, but he's one of the dumbest people I think has ever been on Twitter. And you can follow him at Peter Sweden, which is an incredible name. Mm-hmm. And he's just a Swedish guy who compl- like talks about shit like this all the time, talks about how Oslo is like a, a, a war zone. And he posted a video of him walking through and there's just like a Muslim family just like politely chatting to one another. And he's like, I felt so threatened. Oh, my God. <laughs> and one of his signature shit. posts, like ever, 
was just a picture of a bunch of like gigantic fungus and he's like this is what Nordic culture means to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's eco-fascist, man. That has That's been, these people. That has haunted me since because he posted it in like 2018 and I have no idea what it means, but now I... That's some content. It adds up. Yeah. Yeah. I think I actually get it. So yep. thank you. Yeah. Yeah. That that mushroom for the record was horrifically poisonous, and yeah. he was shitting out his doo doo ass if for weeks you after. Ate the <laughs> mushroom, like he could have lived under this mushroom. This thing yeah. was fucking huge. <laughs> I have a couple more points from different articles, and then I'm going to get into the kind of ecology that they espouse generally. But uh, Naomi Klein in a Teen Vogue article highlighted how their ideas can range from hardening borders to believing that climate change is a purge that only the worthy mm. will live through um that climate change is god's will so environmentalism through genocide and it's very like blame the poor people for climate mm-hmm. change because they use plastic bags and like aren't vegans and stuff which is literally the stupidest argument on the entire planet earth yes. but um yeah so they lack any understanding of how carbon footprints are distributed between the rich and the poor obviously like yeah yeah this whole ideology is just like a complete lack of understanding of what that actually means i was gonna say that was my understanding of eco-fascism was people who it was more geared towards like mislabeling where like where pollution comes from yeah Yeah. that's what i thought that's part of it that's how it sort of seeps into like the broader environmentalism movement and and, like into politics that aside from being like a a staunch eco-fascist like a lot of people think it, it's all like malthusian right like any mm-hmm. like poor people just because there's so many of them like are the ones doing climate change etc cetera, etc cetera. right right um but in an article by gq the author is luke darby he talks about how like some of the founding fathers of this movement which i'm sure dean you'll know some of these people but uh so yeah, madison grant followers. was one of them oh, uh no. so he was like a big national parks guy i don't know if he actually created the national parks or was just like instrumental in he he was a big about. figure madison grant also right the passing of the great race yes um okay. yeah have, oh, believe it or sick. not he, uh, um it's and he awful. also put oda benga a member of the mabuti tribe uh kidnapped from the congo on display in a cage with apes in 1906 and warned against the decline of the nordic race in his lovely books that he wrote mm. um his theories actually inspired the man who killed 77 teenagers at the norwegian uh youth camp in 2011 oh, yeah. andrews brevik i remember that and then in an article by Jason Wilson from The Guardian, they're also inspired by Ted Kaczynski, the Unabomber. That's what the I was going to say. Wrote a manifesto. Um, immediately when you were talking about like mountain man ideology yeah, and like yeah. hate for the West, literally, like I've, I've brought up Ted Kaczynski how many times on yeah. this podcast? Yeah. yeah. Like, and, it, and it's sad because I, I think I've talked about it before how I used to be like into anarcho primitivism. I was about to mention mm. that. Yeah. In, until I realized what it meant for people Mm -hmm. and how it had nothing to do with anybody else and was literally solely for your own yeah uh, it's a larping yeah yeah yeah, it's for yourself to feel it's what are they virtue signaling Mm -hmm. where it's literally just like i'm better than you because like i know that what you're doing is wrong so i can do whatever i want and uh it's a really disgusting thing so yeah ted kaczynski is the the unabomber who who famously wrote a manifesto where the first line was was that the industrial revolution and its consequences have been disastrous for the human race and then he goes on to talk about libtards killing the world and stuff like that yeah everyone should read the word for woman is wilderness because it's like basically this really cool novel that's a response to ted kaczynski um, from like this cool feminist like collectivist perspective read it it's sick and then the last thing um was another article from the guardian by jeff sparrow another influential figure 
even like and this is a woman which is usually these people are super sexist so wow crazy jeff sparrow uh, but pizza, probably pizza family. <laughs> 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 probably yeah. probably a turf uh, julia scott from the daughters of the american revolution mm. um would speak at the natural conservation congress of 1910 certainly a turf urging yeah, attendees not to not only protect flora and fauna but to conserve the supremacy of the caucasian race in our <laughs> land yeah, oh fuck you, off you know yeah. when you talk to your forest like park ranger they bring them to school for like one of those informational like yeah. little days you have don't like, burn down the don't burn down yeah, the forest like, here's the nice types of plants here's the kind of berries you can eat uh remember only you can secure the future for a white race <laughs> yeah. uh no here, race mixing here's smoky the bear <laughs> <laughs> only you can prevent biracial <laughs> couples <laughs> only you can prevent miscegenation the yeah. that history of the national parks in the u.s not yeah, yeah yeah like uh, i like found it really weird when they went to my res to talk about the you know forest fires and told us that we had to preserve the white race <laughs> <laughs> Strange. They gave you a fidget spinner, though. So that's, <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of cool. Yeah, folks, I have studied biology, and it's a minefield. Because uh, you'll you'll find like some <laughs> historical figure or like current researcher, and you're like, oh man, like I'm really interested in the things that this person did. And then you look at their Wikipedia, and they're like, oh, they've mm. done a lot of uh, research on like why black athletes are just superior. Oh. And you're like, uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. Now that's simping, baby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Richard Dawkins uh, describes the existence of a quadcep, which allows black athletes yes. to dunk the basketball better. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and like the number of them who are massive, massive <laughs> figures in my field who are implicated with, with Jeffrey Epstein. Epstein. Yes. Oh, my God. Well, that's because they're trying to find another muscle that allows, <laughs> let's say, children to do certain things yeah. better. It's yeah. research. Yeah. That's right. They're trying to figure out the best way to serve adrenochrome and look... <laughs> you can't make adrenochrome omelets without cracking a few livers. So the the ecology that they talk about a lot is called deep ecology, which when I learned about this in university, it was something that I took to mean the recognition of value of like all beings on earth and that they should have the same rights as us. It's a, like there's big movements to give like rivers and trees like rights under the Canadian constitution and things like that. Oh, so, like, like we do with businesses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty much. So like that, that mm. is sort of what I thought of. A as river is definitely more of a person than a business yeah. is. Yeah. 100%. And, and the whole, like, you know, the whole pyramid versus circle and like, we're just in the circle with the other animals. Like that is what I thought was deep ecology. Turns out it's like also super racist along with that. So I found a 10 step, like what is deep ecology for beginners? So one, all life has value in itself, independent. All of lives its, matter. Of That's its right. Usefulness to humans. <laughs> Two, richness and diversity contribute to life's well-being and have value in themselves. Three, humans have no right to reduce this richness and diversity except to satisfy vital needs in a responsible way. Four, the impacts of humans in the world is excessive and rapidly getting worse. Five, human lifestyles and population are key elements of this impact. Six, the diversity of life, including cultures, can flourish only with reduced human impact. Seven, basic ideological, political, economic, and technological structures must therefore change. Eight, those who accept the foregoing points have an obligation to participate in implementing the necessary changes and to do so peacefully and democratically. I Reading this, I see this is coming from a pretty like Western-centric view, a, a response 
basically to mastery over nature that's like been common in western literature but it moves into humans are actively bad for the earth territory which as we'll get into later like isn't true by itself um so Mm -hmm. imperialism capitalism and white supremacy is what is actually bad for the earth and there are plenty examples of like indigenous peoples being good for the earth and like thanks buddy (laughs) and uh, i have some (laughs) stats on that later oh that's nice um but then another big guy (laughs) in deep ecology who's like this absolute psychopath like i have never read someone with beliefs like this in my life is penty lincola he's sorry uh, no, yeah. no 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 <laughs> P- penty lincola <laughs> yeah he's um finnish and is um, not really popular outside of finland okay, at all yeah. uh he's like an extreme eco-fascist and he did really well in finland and now like lives on a boat selling fish in a market or something but he was like this huge academic what um so i'll read you some of his classic quotes uh when the lifeboat is full those who hate life will try to load it with more people and sink the lot those who love and respect life will take the ship's axe and sever the extra hands that cling to the sides yes um that's right those who love life will <laughs> yeah. Yeah. love to chop hands this guy scares me yeah quote any dictatorship would be better than modern democracy there cannot be so incompetent a dictator that he would show more stupidity than a majority of the people best dictatorship would <laughs> well, be one where lots of heads would roll and government would prevent any economical growth he said that before Whoa. he knew that there would be a goddamn cheeto right. in the white house <laughs> I, oh <laughs> Birth giving must be licensed. Mm. To enhance population quality, genetically or socially unfit homes will be denied offsprings, no. but several birth licenses can be allowed to families of quality. Cool. Ooh. This is a thing Thanks, that liberals Penty. say all the time. It is true. Like they won't yeah. they won't tweet about it, but if you go to a dinner party, someone like, bringing some it up. people I feel like they're just not responsible enough. That's and true. it's always like framed as the, like they like, have to take parenting classes before oh, yeah. they have to be a parent. Yeah, My parents say that it, all And it's always framed as like I just care for the child, you know? Like no child should yeah. have to live in a home like that. Yeah, yeah it's like no you, uh-huh. you hate Ooh, do the hate poor people dance, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Those people just need to look at the stats for the kids that get taken into the foster care system. Mm-hmm. Who, whose kids are those? The you know abuse I mean? system, the but, disappearing child. System. Yeah, but that's what I mean. It's like it's like oh, we should have a license for to give birth, and it's like okay, uh, we essentially do. Like we have a literal department that does that, mm-hmm. and we'll take your kid. And if guess who like it affects the most? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like guess who it affects the most? It affects poor people. It affects minorities. It affects mm-hmm. indigenous people. Like, just say you hate them. It's chill. Just be honest, at yeah, least. Yeah, exactly. At least, at least be That's straightforward. Why, again, because you made fun of me last time. I'm this is why I like conservatives more than liberals, because conservatives are honest about their <laughs> hatred, and liberals have to pretend that they don't hate you. That's true, but some we don't need to open up that can. Some, right. con- some, some conservatives are. Most of them will just like try and talk about facts and logic when you confront them on it. The only thing like the child welfare services is good for is training mech pilots for the future. That's yeah, right. yeah. That's like it though. Yeah, I also love that this guy is like pro dictatorship and anti-democracy but he has beliefs that are completely like anti-economic growth as if Mm -hmm. a dictator is going to come into power and be like love those ideas like this guy is my number one dude like he wouldn't be able to say the things he says about like regressing economically and destroying technology if there was a dictatorship like he would just be marked for that dumb this man is dumb Got him. <laughs> Don't worry, he's dead. Line him up, knock him down. <laughs> right, when did he die? How did he die? Uh, he no, he's alive. He sells. He sells no. fish. Wait, what? Or he it did. says after Lincoln's death. Oh, lol. Let's I missed a, that. Let's my boy's, my boy's passed. He died in April fifth of this year. Oh, he oh. just died. 
Wow. Oh. Suck my fucking ass. Yeah. Dude. Die from COVID? That would be hilarious. <laughs> that would be so fucking cool. No, someone cut his hand off when he tried to get in the lifeboat. <laughs> he he died in his sleep. Of COVID. Of course. Yeah, I put um, I, I gave him such a good dick. I put him to sleep permanently. <laughs> <laughs> Penty was gasping for air. <laughs> We, we we love talking about fucking a Nazi to death. <laughs> I love I love the idea of like dicking a ninety year old man down so hard he gives you a death rattle. <laughs> That's so hot. It's like it's my it's like the little kidney stones in his nuts rattling around. Yeah, yeah. As I just like fucking pound him right up the goddamn at. This is like call her daddy. Yeah. <laughs> it it <laughs> sounds like you're cracking a pepper mill. That's right. <laughs> Welcome to the call her daddy portion of the podcast, where I just do Alexander Cooper, but for being gay and killing old men. That's right. <laughs> he came too much, and it was just like so much air that his entire head shrunk down. Oh my god! And his lungs collapsed. Two days ago i matched with this 90 year old finnish nazi and i fucked him to death that's right <laughs> it's like you open up the ark of the covenant <laughs> on his bussy 14 inches 88 seconds <laughs> you're listening to the late late capitalism show on cfrc thanks Okay, so the next section I want to talk about is why are these people wrong and also stupid? So aside from all the times that they have already been wrong and stupid, like the beliefs of Malthus and also just ecofascism in general ignores everything that's ever happened in the world and is very dumb. Uh, so the classic quote, I'm, I'm sure you guys have heard this before, but comprising less than 5% of the world's population, indigenous people protect 80% of global biodiversity. So yeah. cool. Yeah. It's not white ranchers in Alberta. What? It's not? <laughs> surprise, surprise. Damn. Um, Damn. So it obviously is not just like humans are inherently bad for the earth. The ways in which we are living are the ways that are bad for mm. the earth. The ways in which the rich are hoarding money is what's bad for the earth. Um, so from that GQ article I talked about earlier, there's a quote that the global south and marginalized and poor communities in both the global south and north contribute far less to global climate change per capita and are facing the brunt of the negative impacts of climate change with already 18 million people displaced from their homes uh, by extreme weather, grain shortages and drought being one of the main reasons for the Syrian war, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. And then I found this really cool, you know those things on Instagram everyone's been doing where they just like share infographics and it's like... I do not do that, but really? I know what you mean. I've seen so many of them now. So this one is by someone called Organize.co, so O-R-G-A-N-E-Y-E-Z. Uh, .co, uh, and it's how is wilderness a colonial construct so they're talking basically I just wanted to highlight some of the things that they talk about here and they quote it all so I'm not just making up info this person is smart I promise so it's like how Christians in history have seen wilderness as like a scary thing and something that they needed to be like saved from and mm. or were banished to and yeah, it's yeah. sort of like ah and then when people sort of when they came over to North America during colonization, they basically saw the nature of North America as like this amazing, pristine place. And they were like, this is so beautiful. Like everything works so well. And it's because it was actually cultivated by the people that were living there mm -hmm. to have fruit trees along like where they would walk every day. Mm -hmm. And like they culled back brush so that the forest could grow easier. And it wasn't as heavy, heavily populated with like mosquitoes and everything. Like it was more comfortable to be in. And they just assumed that was like, and they just assumed feature. that it was like that. Yeah. So then okay. when they created the national park systems, they were like, you all need to leave. Sorry. 
sorry like we want pristine wilderness get the fuck out etc so that's an example of how literally directly how people shaped the environment to be positive and like if you ever have read braiding sweetgrass by robin wall Kimmerer, it's very good but she also talks a lot about this about how certain plants thrive when they are cultivated by humans because then it prevents them from overgrowing and things like that so we aren't necessarily bad for the planet yeah there's also in uh canadian literature there's a lot of talk about like the wilderness in like confederate poetry and stuff like that mm. margaret atwood for what she's worth actually uh released a book called survival it's actually very interesting that she wrote this though and it it, it was about garrison mentality mm. if you guys have ever heard of it no. which was like a way of writing that essentially set the wilderness as this like tameable beast mm -hmm. and how that like completely separated settlers from indigenous peoples mm -hmm. completely like mm. like you can just see it in how they write and how they talk about nature yeah and there's humanity inside the city walls and then there's everything else yeah outside. yeah yeah exactly so like it, yeah it was called she coined it as garrison mentality and she was like this is a way to distinguish like canadian uh, specifically canadian i don't know why maybe the americans like just didn't really get into it that much but in canadian literature specifically they talked about that a lot where it was like uh you would also leave like your garrison to like kind of rejuvenate and reset yourself as if it was like this like escape getaway spa thing mm -hmm. and you would just feel comfortable and at home so you can go back to like your regular everyday life and completely forget about nature mm -hmm. <laughs> again and uh i don't know it's just really interesting that this gets brought up because like yeah it's it's been a thing in canada for a long fucking time where it's like the wilderness is bad but you could also use it as good sometimes but only in short periods Cottage and country baby yeah yeah exactly yeah it's ridiculous like another quote from the jeff sparrow guardian article is that the attribution of ecological destruction to demographic growth obscures the social relations through which for instance a mere 20 fossil fuel companies can be linked to more than one third of greenhouse gas emissions in the modern era so thanks and then uh, an article by nadine Weijango. According to the International Energy Agency, Africa's total energy-related carbon emissions are 2% of the world's cumulative <laughs> carbon emissions. Shit. However, Time reports that out of the top 10 most vulnerable countries to climate change, nine are in Africa. Mm -hmm. So that's the sort of like of course. inequality we're looking at here. Uh, so my next section is why is this dangerous? Because these people actually do a lot of crazy shit all the time. It's really mm -hmm. fucked up, actually. So there was this guy in sweden who burned down a fur factory and then they linked it back to this u.s based uh neo-nazi group so it was demonstrating and then they basically like posted all these videos of it online and like used all this anti-fascist or sorry eco-fascist um, not anti-fascist no, anti <laughs> <That's right. laughs> rhetoric around it and it was talking about how big these u.s based neo-nazi groups are now that they have this reach that they can immediately oh, yeah. deploy someone in sweden to like burn down this factory and yeah. it's like like PETA. super fast hey, um hey <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good that oh, gq article again the i don't know i don't remember this at all but i don't know if you guys do but a guy murdered 22 people in el paso yeah at one that point. was very recently mm -hmm. yeah so he, because he talked about the great replacement in that as well yeah he yeah. wrote a whole manifesto 
and described himself as an eco-fascist and was trying to stop the Hispanic invasion of Texas. Who And he named his manifesto an inconvenient truth, like after the Al Gore documentary. Cool, thanks. Of all the dude. people to that's inspire you to do a shooting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's oh the God. lamest. Al dude. Gore brought me here today. Well, Jeff, I think you should consider getting a gun <laughs> and potentially using it in a mall and that's it <laughs> yeah that's that's sucks. the voice going through his yeah, head as he's yeah, down yeah. there he just watched the south park man bear pig episode three times and you know what he has a garrison mentality okay yeah. that's right that's why they call it that. <laughs> there's a quote in it saying corporations are heading the destruction of our environment true by uh by shamelessly over harvesting resources yes like that's true. And then the next sentence is, if we can get rid of enough people, then our way of life can be more sustainable. <laughs> it's like, sorry, dude, connect those two. I don't really get it. it that doesn't add up. Yeah, no. That, that yeah. genuinely doesn't. Uh, it's one of those things it, where it's like, like look, the demand is what is the problem. Name me one time when like an organized structure thought that getting rid of a group of people would improve their lives. All right. Yeah. You can't name me one. That's okay? true. That's true. Saying. This, well, is, this like, is a totally let's new hear idea. Out. I, I think Jesse <laughs> hit it on the head early in the show when he said it's easier to imagine the deaths of billions of people than the average American changing their lifestyle. Yeah. Like yeah. even yeah. slightly. Yeah. Even like the average Western. Oh my God. Yeah. We're yeah. fucking seeing it today in, uh, yeah. in south of the border right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're Literally where it's like oh my god i have you ever seen uh, chad goes deep so chad goes deep is this they're a comedy duo and they show up to like places and they go to like local council meetings and they go yeah so like we need to like uh make partying legal again <laughs> and everyone's like yeah! Oh, yeah and they'll like crack a beer at the place so they go around right now and they're they have signs that say free masks and they just ask people why they aren't wearing masks and they went to like uh, I think it was like somewhere in LA, another place in like Miami, and they're just going around. And all these people literally just start attacking them. What? And like oh, telling I them, saw, I saw like what? one minute of that before. Yeah, and telling them yeah. that like it's all a hoax and like freaking oh, out and shit. Boy. Literally zero people are wearing masks. They aren't even saying anything. They're acting like they're bro dudes, and they're like, "Yeah, my buddy Kellen got uh, coronavirus. <laughs> like, what do you mean it's a hoax?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then they were like, "Yeah, but it was a rager though, so like it was chill." <laughs> it's so fucked. You literally see that mentality. Like, you can't wear a mask because you know it just changes your day. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you can't imagine Amazon going down because like you would rather, like you said, millions of people dying. Look, because it makes it easier for me. If I yeah. can't get my limited edition YouTube Funko Pops, which exist, by the way, they're called U2s. Yeah, did you not know? So I'm going to be shooting cum tributes on the Jenna Marbles one <laughs> <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> no, how are we ever going to get her on the show now? <laughs> right. God damn it. But yeah, I could never, like, these people would rather see the global south burn. Mm-hmm. Which is what's happening than ever disrupt like their supply chain. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Uh the other one, the big like shooter was the Christchurch shooter was actually oh, an eco fascist as well. Yeah. And uh, like was he actually? Yeah, wrote a whole manifesto and was talking mm-hmm. about like obviously this time it was the Muslim invasion of like Subscribe to New PewDiePie. Zealand and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And what was compounding the tragedy of this was that then the conservative media latched onto the fact that he was an environmentalist. Like Kellyanne Conway was like, he wasn't even a conservative. He wasn't a Nazi. He was like an eco guy or whatever. And it was like, well, fuck, cool. Now this is tied to like environmentalists. Mm-hmm. Environmentalists, like, mm-hmm. uh, anyway. 
And then the way that this continues on is that because of this just general idea of immigration is bad for the earth and we're all going to die, Australian politicians have already used like very bordering on insane like eco-fascist rhetoric to propose like harsher borders and it could be argued the u.s already uses all these oh yeah um same stances to argue why they they like can't let anyone in because mm-hmm. like they're protecting like what's theirs and stuff and maybe maybe they don't frame it in terms of like the actual environment but australia has already started to do that by saying like well like climate change is coming and we don't have that much water here in australia like we can't let anyone in because they're going to drink all the water and we need to <laughs> save it for ourselves etc et well, yeah, well, yeah good news their policy worked australia famously had a great 2020 <laughs> yeah thank well, god Scott Morrison. Gone now. i was Bye. gonna say i feel like it's just like a different argument for the same purpose you know what i mean mm-hmm. where it's like you got quebec being like we need to like lock down and we need to do this stuff to in order to preserve our culture but they or, won't stay inside for <laughs> fucking covid whereas whereas you got you know this is just a different a, a different argument to have the same purpose which is like i just don't like you Instead of being like, we need to preserve our culture. It's like, we need to preserve our culture. But also, like, the environment is really important. So you're on my side now. And if you're not, you're against the environment. No, I'm just saying, like, what would be wonderful is if Quebec embraced multiculturalism and we saw, like, beautiful scenes. You're in the park. And there's 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 a family of immigrants, and they've all got awful haircuts, and they, they're 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 treating their children the, in the Quebecois way of just yelling at them <laughs> and scolding them, and it's beautiful. They're like eating poutine, but they like they put a spin on it a bit because it's not just like French fries now, but it's like you know I don't know like naan. Oh, like in Quebec, non and curds and gravy. <laughs> Actually, honestly, that does yeah, sound I'm pretty yeah, down with yeah, that. Yeah. Kind of sick. I'm TM, saying, TM, TM. I would love to see the Quebecois culture spread to other beautiful cultures around the world. I want, okay. Basically I just want Quebec to be everywhere Yeah, yeah. because they that would be me. You know what? net positive. Uh, any Quebecois listeners, uh, if you want to come to Kingston and not wear a mask, like a lot of people in your province have been doing, come on over. <laughs> like true. we're having a good right. time. Yeah. My friend lived in Montreal and got COVID the second day it was there. Oh my God. <laughs> he wore yeah, a mask. Two people in Montreal with COVID now. Whoops. Yes. But yeah, so like the border starts to move into like, okay, how is eco-fascism relating to what we are talking about in 2020 and like what we're dealing with so like borders is obviously a huge thing covid is another huge thing so i don't know if you guys remember the beginning we are the virus the the pandemic when everyone is sharing fucking dolphins beginning. swimming in, in venice. venice or whatever which yeah, is a doctored video like cows returning to the sea yeah and they're like <laughs> and the foxes are walking downtown humans <laughs> are the virus and so like humans are the virus is a huge eco-fascist yeah. thing mm, like 100 that, that was, is what it is that like, was my first like introduction to the idea of eco-fascism like yeah. as it is stated that's yeah. the same same yeah and again, it wasn't hardcore Nazi sharing no. posts like that. No, yeah. no it was everybody. Yeah. It was dumbass, more mom. Dumbass yeah. 14-year-olds who are like, wow, this is so deep. Yeah. My my 18-year-old nephew, 100%, was one of those guys. Mm-hmm. Between Tyler, the creator, and yeah. R.I.P. XXX Tension. Well, memes. we all know your 18-year-old <laughs> nephew's a fucking dumbass. Yeah, he is. I love him so much, though. <laughs> <laughs> but like I said at the beginning echo fascism that dolphin he <laughs> went straight into italian city hall and he took the place <laughs> over and now the trains run on time the fish are plentiful 
<laughs> oh yeah, the guy from Marvel. That's an eco-fascist. Aquaman? No, the snappy finger guy. Oh, Thanos. Thanos. Yeah. Thanos. 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 <laughs> Thanos big That's ass. That's true. Shoes. That movie was yeah. Yeah, they, they had an eco-fascist villain. What do you right. what do you think like cool. before I get ahead of myself, but what do you think should they just redirect their anger towards like billionaires? Is that what you think? Like the eco-fascists? Yeah, like if you're going to kill anyone, like I I'd probably be on their side. It's like, man, w praise the Norse gods all you want if we're going to redirect this towards like the 1%. Like Top-down extermination? Yeah, yeah. Honestly? <laughs> like yeah. If, they, if they were classist the other way. That would be so interesting. I feel like for some of them, there's... would just be environmentalists, though, would it not? Yeah, yeah. there's like no But they're also white supremacists. They, they share already like bomb-making videos on the, you know, those iFunny websites and stuff like that. Yeah. So they have like... I know it's on iFunny. I'm so Radicalized by nine. <laughs> yeah, man. I was going to say. It actually was. But like, yeah, they have all these subcultures and then they just like reblog dudes with like military garb like marching I through the streets and they already say. plan like mass murders they're going to do and some of them do mass murders. One so like yeah. of the rough. first like Anne Prim memes I saw in 2020 was the OK Boomer Girl dancing, and then it just cuts out, and it's a picture of a super grainy picture of Ted Kaczynski with like industrial <laughs> music in the background. Hell it's yeah. like reject. <laughs> and I, I was like, I'm not, like, I'm not gonna lie to you, do you think I laughed at it? Yeah, of course <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah, that's good. But yeah, now what that you mentioned it, ooh. yeah, 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 they have a huge internet presence. And it's true. All yeah. the tweets I quoted you earlier, though, I went to look, and all of them are down now. So they all deleted oh, their they're getting a the crackdown. Thanks. Losers. Cuckerberg. We're gonna have to go on eight chan <laughs> now. I just wanted to talk about how ecofascism ties into modern conservatism because I think there is an underlying current of it. Even though a lot of conservatives are climate change deniers, naturally. Especially in the U.S., yeah. Yeah, like, especially in the I'm wondering how they're going to grapple with those two things. Like, climate change isn't real, but also it is, and we need to close the borders. Like, Actually, well, yeah. Well, yeah, if you don't... the global south, it exists. If you don't mind, I don't mean to cut you off, and yet here <laughs> I am. I, I learned the other day that apparently climate change denial and, like, anti-vax shit is specifically U.S. Uh, like conservatism, well, like North more, America, more so than anywhere else. Yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah, in uh, like like in in Europe and stuff like that. They're like we're conservatives, but we're not dumbasses. Yeah. Apparently, it's apparently. still very they much on the fringe. Nazis, they certainly so. have Nazis, yeah, well, but they're not because like, a lot of uh, American conservatism is deeply tied to anti-science, like, isn't it? Anti-science, but also fundamentalist religious. Mm, yeah. Uh, yeah, which yeah. is yeah. like inherently anti-science. It's like in Civ yeah. when you can either have like the the science cheer the religion tree that's, that's why right. that shit exists yeah you can't have both that's true you'd yeah. be so overpowered <laughs> look you'd break the game we've seen the marriage yeah, of science you can't build a library and a pagoda everyone yeah, knows this it's true <laughs> i'm by religion idiot. and science <laughs> no but a lot of uh, modern conservatism especially in the states is wrapped up in climate change denial but as we progress and as climate change becomes harder to deny, the rhetoric will change from denial to climate change exists, but it's not that big of a deal. And then as that progresses and things get worse and worse, it'll be climate change exists, but it's too late. We can't do anything. So we may as well continue on. Yeah, the hypernormalization, which I mean, we've seen on an even more accelerated rate with COVID. Yeah. Where it's mm. like, yeah, people are going to die, but we got to get it open. Uh, yeah. That is, Go back yeah. to school. Yeah. Would, uh, yeah, I saw COVID the, in, yeah. a, in a way is a interesting microcosm of like yeah. larger it's climate problems mm. but uh Bullshit. like as you mentioned border security has become a massive preoccupation for the right more so than terrorism was in 
I don't know if I would say more so quite yet. Well, like, but at, I would at say least has comp- completely superseded. I would say it's the definitely threat comparable. of terrorism that the right invented. Okay, I would yeah, like yeah. I'd say it's it's an it's a successor to that. Yeah, but I even as like a young person, I remember the incredible grip that mm-hmm. terrorism the threat of terrorism had on the united states and i don't think the border's there quite yet there's moments where it approaches it especially border the, caravan, the caravan shit. shit yeah yeah but there has not been as pervasive an impact yet i think you're right mm-hmm. though that we could very well see that coming soon but it's still got a ways to go that terrorism shit was fucking yeah insane. i feel but like when me- water becomes well, a, a bigger scary. issue this, this is exactly see, what i'm talking about yeah is that Right now, we see conservative governments in the U.S. arguing against refugees mm-hmm. coming into the country because there's a lot of like war refugees from wars they created. Yeah, wars that they created <laughs> or in, the, in the Middle East and in South America. Like global famines they also created. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then, as climate change increases at the levels that we are seeing, the the number of climate refugees whose homes have been completely like washed away by water or yeah, no, like the, arid arid yeah. land yeah yeah we're unable yeah. to grow food yeah we're like desertification has completely wiped out their ability to produce food and get clean drinking water mm-hmm. all of these things will happen all at once and very quickly mm-hmm. and it won't be nearly to like the caravans that we're seeing now yeah. will be like a, a drop in the a bucket. laughable memory yeah and if you set the precedent now, which I think is what the idea is, is like because conservatives, while they like, you know, deny climate change for their squealing hogs that are their voters, they are not dumb. No, they're I'm... not buying up beachfront property right yeah, now. No, they're aware it exists. Yeah. They just won't admit it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you set the precedent early that drastically reducing the amount of immigrants into the country, closing your borders, having strong militarized borders, when the massive influx of climate refugees come, the U.S. can be this like perfect little oasis where all of the starving masses can die at the fence. Yeah, and they can chill all in there with their COVID-19. How funny would it be if before that even happened, the U.S. just got like eradicated by COVID? Though? That I want to put money on yeah, it. Yeah, I didn't just see that coming. Some guy like, no- hello? Yeah. Hello? <laughs> Anyone home? Hello? <laughs> just knocking on the fence. The yeah. more I... Uh, read about both climate change and politics. For me, I see sort of every political statement and decision one way or another is about climate change. It is. And about, about the oncoming threat of climate change. And yeah. where there's water and arable yeah. land. And like, what that's are, every conflict yeah. throughout human history, basically. But, like, like right. in- increasingly so now. Uh, and yeah. when except when push comes wars. to... S- yeah. <laughs> except for Gamergate, I'm a survivor of the flame wars, <laughs> and I find that statement to be completely irresponsible and offensive. But, like, when push comes to shove, and when food and water is as scarce as it very well could be in the coming decades, right now, the political battles that we're fighting are to set our values and ideals going into that world. Are we socialists or are we barbarians? Mm. Well, I'm but, more social. <laughs> and also, right now, there are enough resources on the planet to feed all the people we have. Like, our Earth's carrying capacity can go up to, like, what, like 12 billion or something like that if we all consumed the amount that would, like, keep us alive and keep everybody alive. 12 billion or something would be, like, the bare minimum. So, like, going into the future, like, of climate change, we could probably still... I don't know. No, feed everybody. Like yeah. we like there is a chance 
that we could come out we just of this and be like, yeah. We two <laughs> words. Funko Pops. <laughs> <laughs> we just got to knock off Jeff Bezos' little oh, noggin. Like we just yeah. gotta, we gotta bring him down to the to the guillotine. This is the part of the show where I'm gonna describe like violence against you know someone we hate. So if you don't like that, skip ahead about an hour and a half. Like, <laughs> uh, no, look, okay, Jeff Bezos, big egghead, right? Looks like J.K. Simmons from Whiplash, but a twink. Yeah. 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 Okay, so usually I talk about like cracking their heads off the ground with like a DDT. Shout out to my man Jake Roberts, smoking yeah, crack yeah. and breaking backs. That's my boy right there. Yep. Uh, instead, I'm thinking there's a maneuver in professional wrestling called the power bomb, where you pick them up by the waist so oh their crotch God. is sitting on your face. <laughs> oh, I hate this one. And oh. then you just throw them to the ground like onto their back and their neck as hard as you and can. And their I'm, spine just compresses. I'm going to be doing what <laughs> yes. is known as the jackknife power bomb, in which. You basically just let go at the top, and they fall straight on the back of their neck. Yeah, oh, and then we'll just have like the Mortal Kombat oh. fatality cam, and it's just yeah. gonna go up as like Jeff Bezos' skull cracks from the back to the front, and then like all the purple ooze inside his reptoid head just starts to like seep <laughs> into the g- into the dirt. And that is uh, Jesse's violent segment for the day. Thank you. You may chime in with additional scenarios if you want, but <laughs> that is yeah. what I had please, to please please send it to our email. Oh man, yeah. if you if you send you're, me you're like your Jeff. Bezos snuff film fanfic. Yeah, yeah, just your most Jeff Bezos snuff film <laughs> parody. Also, our carrying capacity is ten billion. I just checked. So, well, we're gonna have to kill a lot more billionaires. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we can only have ten. You're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We can only have ten <laughs> billionaires. Like Eighty or something oh, right that'd now. That'd be so, so sick. That's a or good start, baby. The calling of the fold. Uh, I think. Okay. Hear what? me out. What do you think, Dean? Is is there a <laughs> so meaningful... Oh, my God. There's 2,095 billionaires in the world. Oh, what? my God. We're making a dent, brother. <laughs> <laughs> We're going... Oh, business is good. Yeah, pose that to the eco-fascists. I know, I know a way to get rid of, like, 2,500 people right now. <laughs> do you think if I dress like Poison Ivy, they'd follow me? Like the eco-fascists? <laughs> <laughs> do you think I could be, like, the femme fatale for that movement? Yeah, I think so. Because, like, I do have a weird sexual charisma, but it's, like, only if you're a reactionary dweeb. Because, like, I have very hairy feet like a hobbit, and I feel like they would like that. Nothing says I have sexual charisma than stating out loud on a podcast, yeah. I have sexual charisma. Well, yeah, people <laughs> will email me about it. You just did it too, it. Uh, Owned. Yeah. Well, sorry that we speak the truth on this show. My my question that I, I want to prompt the group with is, is there a meaningful distinction between eco-fascism and just plain old fascism? Because like, yeah. I feel like the soil part of blood and soil is increasingly a main feature. I would say there's a huge difference, especially when you factor in that there's strains of eco-fascism that are actually anti-capitalist. Whereas I would say traditional fascism is like dependent on capitalism and cannot exist to any meaningful extent without it. Does that mean eco-fascism is better? No, obviously not, because it still shares a similar genocidal and like nationalist tenor. But I think it's definitely different because they at least claim to be anti-capitalist because they understand, for as stupid as the eco-fascists are, and they are morons, they at least understand that the greatest threat to human life is in part capitalism. They also just think it's also, you know, everyone else I, too. Like, I yeah. don't From even know if found, they're anti-capitalist yeah. so much as they think like that they just could just lights. have mini-capitalism when they all have their own farm. Yeah. Like, they, I, yeah, they I, I just rather know. go back to fiefdom. I was going to yeah. say that. But that's like not capitalism. That's feudalism. There is at least a difference there. Like, 
because capitalism is like a broad system. I feel like of they like colonial times capitalism or something. I think. I like, think. I don't know. The 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 main difference between like ecofash and regfash is you know an, an ecofascist is anti-industrialization, right? Like one hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Where, whereas like a fascist sometimes that's a part of the plan whereas like an ecofascist wants that to be completely torn down right so i think that i think that's a major distinction it, it the same outcome different ways of doing it mm. literally that's mm. all it is the same ideology same everything just different methods for the for the same you know consequence right yeah i just yeah and that's the thing like and i hate them both yeah and they all so shared just dumb things of being like a Muslim person did this one bad thing one time, and they all Twitter share the trait of their losing their. <laughs> they all and share it's a picture of S- Saladin from Civ. <laughs> yeah. it, it's those kids in England stealing that cop's bike and then taunting <laughs> him. Oh, that was so, so good. Sick. Yeah, yeah. They, all, they all share the same trait of uh, losing their virginity to their sister. Uh, yeah, I suppose. Remember <laughs> Abby Shapiro's feet. <laughs> <laughs> That post keeps popping back up. Yeah, I never forgot that. Yeah, it's like ingrained into my psyche now. Speaking of people that lost their virginity to their sister. (laughs) (laughs) Miss Abby Shapiro, this episode is for you. Absolutely. (laughs) Every episode is for her. Well, I'm, you know, I'm waning. I think I might have to, I might have to stand someone else. Because, yeah, she did post feed accidentally once, but then she, like, cropped the pic to remove it. Which Uh, means she's a coward. You know what? I got a real cute doctor. Uh, (laughs) No, no, no. She's still definitely, like, top of the, top of the stand list mm. although obvious in the week since we have not heard hardly anything from her because i'm pretty sure facebook removed everything related to her yeah she's dead now sucks oh, yeah sh- hillary clinton <laughs> has had her killed. yeah yeah <laughs> They, uh, they called it Benghazi too. It was crazy. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I think it's time for. I'm thinking I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> Hillary Clinton cashing in her child pedophilia coins at the hotel. <laughs> this is the last time, Hillary. <laughs> she uses Doge coins. Oh, Hillary Clinton. I would love the idea of Hillary Clinton using Bitcoin. <laughs> I feel like that's going to be when she runs for president in 2024. King. Uh, she's going to usurp Joe Biden because he will die one year into office. <laughs> like, no, he's going to pull a William Henry Harrison. It's going to be like two weeks. And he's going to die from <laughs> eating ice milk. just like. And, <laughs> and in dying two weeks into the presidency, he will be the best president that country ever had. <laughs> That's true. I love the idea of him d- dying from ice milk poisoning. Like the <laughs> one guy... Just like he just ate too much ice milk on a hot day and it made his guts explode. Yeah. <laughs> that is actually how he'd want to go. That's yeah, or ice like, cream, dude. He fucking loves ice cream. Or like soda pop. Yeah, <laughs> he just like takes uh, the soda pop off and chokes on the calf. Yeah. I could die to a soda pop. Fuck. No, what happens is there, there's going to be an intern who had just washed her hair with shampoo, <laughs> and like the the fruity sensation in his nose just pops all the blood vessels in his brain. <laughs> he, sniffs, he sniffs her hair so hard it gets like stuck in his nose and mouth, and he just chokes. <laughs> to death <laughs> six simultaneous aneurysms that's right you think he fucks good yeah, yeah he's probably, probably, he's probably I, uh slinging hog i think at, probably at the time joe biden did fuck like a dynamo i don't think he's capable like i don't think his brain can maintain sensation long enough for him to fuck now no yeah. no it's one of those things where he like He's in autopilot every day, so he literally, it's like having sex with a fuck machine. You know what I mean? Oh, oh that'd be sick. You just flip a switch and it's burning. Yeah, and he, fuck he, machine, yeah, Joe yeah. Biden. <laughs> yeah. I hit the, I hit the <laughs> Joe Biden machine goes burr. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jill just gives him the like special cocktail of drugs that turn him into a goddamn monster. He's like Fisto from Fallout. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> Does anyone else have anything on ecofascism before I close this off? Uh, no, I, I learned quite a bit, though, and I hope yeah, uh, the people you. at home did as well, because I think as Dean uh, astutely noted, this is going to become a much bigger mm-hmm. problem in the very re- like near future as well. Yeah. Like, we don't have much time left before this is like the defining mode, just as, you know, like the Tea Party movement presaged the current GOP. I think the eco-fascist movement is going to be very telling of what's to come mm-hmm. on yeah. that happy note. Megan, I just wanted to say uh, thank you for giving me a whole nother group of people that I hate. You're welcome. And I really appreciate <laughs> That's the That's what exposure. we do on this show, baby. I appreciate it. So Naomi Klein and Hillary Moore, Queens, uh, say... To, to combat this, you have to be like very like watching for it all the time when you're looking at mm-hmm. environmental stuff. Like you have to be vigilant because it is creeping into environmentalism all the time. And you have to be very specific and direct about what you what your environmental demands are when you're writing politicians or like protesting or anything or when you're writing mm-hmm. online, like be specific and make it not fascist when you're talking about the environment. So, yeah, yeah. Good advice. Well, Thank you all for yeah, all for the listening. all the listeners out there and the 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 sweet sweet audience at home. Thank you for listening.